everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, where we talk about what's up. And uh, by the way, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, I would love for you to hit subscribe right now so you can subscribe and uh, know all the things that are coming up, which by the way, get ready. There's some cool, amazing things coming up. Uh, not very long from now, we're going to have Dallas Jenkins on, who uh, is the creator and the director and the producer of The Chosen, one of my favorite uh, binge-watching series ever. And uh, he'll be on, and plus a lot of other cool guests are coming. By the way, today I have really cool guests. But we're going to celebrate today because today Lauren, Lauren Proust, this is her first day onboarding on our staff. Lauren wrote an incredible song and video uh, called Fern, right? Right, Lauren? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really, really good, you guys. So I have it on my playlist, and the video's like so creative. And so, you know, it's pretty much, I think, available everywhere uh, that music is streamed, not sold. Uh, but I thought I would tell you that. Uh, also today, I wanted to let you know my assistant, Tracy, had to endure something for our church family. She had to go to Michael's, not just one Michael's. I think three, was it three Michael's? Yeah, uh, on on behalf of the church, which Tracy now is in complete agreement with me, that's like going to purgatory. <laughs> and all of you who don't agree, just put it in the chat. Uh, but all of you who agree, fill it uh, right now. So anyway, uh, but no more seriously. Uh, today, I'm super excited for the, the two incredible guys we have right now with us who are amazing teaching pastors on our staff, and they lead out in reaching the next generation. Uh, so today we have Sawyer McKenzie, who does our HSM ministry and Stephen McKinley who does JHM so high school junior high and in honor of today they're wearing opposite pants from each other uh, Sawyer is wearing skinny jeans which normally Stephen wears and Stephen is wearing baggy jeans which uh, go I, ahead. Was, I was really hoping no one from back home noticed that I was wearing skinny jeans so I appreciate you <laughs> you exposing me right off the bat but yeah Steve you pull off the, the loose pants way better than I do you pull that off really well appreciate looks you. great make it look better than me oh man learn from you <laughs> yeah yeah so i just had to say that i think that is so fun yeah these guys like if you ever get to hear them preach or teach man you gotta listen in and there's lots of ways you can do that we'll talk about in a few minutes but these guys can bring the word and they do it in a way that is really engaging and embracing to the next generation but before we talk about that which is mental health in the next generation uh they also are two of our newest newlyweds on staff, not to each other, uh, <laughs> right? Okay, not to you. All right, so, but you guys are both brand new married. Sawyer, how long have you been married? We've been married for 64 days today. Been keeping a journal. I got to stay on top of it, so. Dude, oh, that's a little over two months. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is super cool. Steven? We got married, I don't know the dates. <laughs> we got married September 25th, so. You guys can do the math. <laughs> okay, and I love it. So here's the thing. You know, I there's lots of advice you get right away when you first get married. Like one of them I love is choose what side of the bed you're going to sleep on because that's it for the rest of your life. Um, but you know what is uh, I, I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about um, what is it? Uh, that you just love about your wives because uh, Jordan's amazing, Jessica's amazing. Uh, and so I would love for you just to kind of do a, a blessing towards them of what you love about your wives. Absolutely. Um, I'll go first. Sorry, I, was, I started. I'm, sorry, I'm quick to raise the mic up. Uh, I could talk about it for hours, but the first thing that, that I always go to, uh, Jordan is probably the most gentle person that I know. Mm -hmm. She's extremely gentle and soft with people of 
every sort. I mean, there, there are people in her life that um, she could very easily be very frustrated at, but she is so quick to just forgive and be graceful and love them. And it is so encouraging and she does it to me and I don't deserve it. So that's the number one thing um, that aside from also, she's the prettiest girl I know. So, uh, but she's extremely gentle and loving and she just, she expresses the love of Jesus to everyone she sees. So that's, that's the number one thing. That is cool. Okay, Steven. I, I'm like, sorry, I could go on for days. I think uh, what I love most, obviously her looks for sure. Um, I love her heart. And uh, she is for people like in every area of her life. And so she inspires me to be a better Christian uh, in loving people. Um, and so I just love that about her. And she's always looking for ways to bless people, looking for ways to treat people. And she really uh, values community and relationships. And so I love how much she loves people. Um, and she just makes me a better person for sure. And our wives are really good friends. So they're very similar in that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, both of your wives have great hearts. I mean, just caring, loving. Uh, by the way, the good news is you followed the pattern of guys on our staff. You married up. Because <laughs> I married up. And uh, yeah, Pastor Noah, who's not with us, definitely married up. <laughs> yeah. And not, not to be mean, you guys, like, it's a miracle from God you got who you got. Yes, so uh, I think that's super, super fun. Um, what is kind of one of the surprises you've had since you've been married, especially in this season, the COVID season? season oh gosh there are so many surprises um honestly the biggest thing that i've learned we actually sat down and had breakfast today and talked about it a big thing is just like learning to be flexible in ways of like i just i've been i mean i've been single pretty much since high school and and lived by myself a lot of times in college or with roommates and it was very easy just to get what I wanted with the living situation and just learning to, um, she had her way of living and I had my way of living and we've kind of had to meet in the middle and there are things that frustrate me that she does and things that I do that definitely frustrate her. And so learning to be flexible and learning like the little things that I didn't realize were going to frustrate me and how to handle them and, and how to approach conflict and communicate. I'm, I, I can communicate from stage, but I'm not great at communicating interpersonally with my wife because I'm not organized and she's so organized. So learning to do those things uh, okay. has been really big. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, something that Jessica and I, we say all the time to each other is die to self. That's, that's been our thing since day one. Uh, granted we haven't been married very long, uh, <laughs> but, but I think it's been really sweet where like it just, she watches these shows that I don't like. And so sometimes she'll look over and be like, you know what? It's Sunday. You can put on football. I'm going to die to myself or just, just little things like that. And it's been so sweet. Um, just getting to do life with your best friend. And uh, I would say there hasn't been anything where it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, but I did learn something about myself in she works full time. And uh, one of my biggest things that I love to do is uh, I'm a two on the Enneagram. And so I love cleaning the house, like cleaning the dishes, making sure everything's put away. So when she gets off of work, everything's good to go. And uh, that's not her love language. She enjoys it. <laughs> Um, but I think that's something I'm learning about myself is like, I really enjoy that. And so I look forward to Fridays where I get to serve her and die to self that day because she's constantly dying to self. That's so. good. Okay, that is super, super fun to hear. And by the way, I know all three of us are football fans. Uh, Pam and I have an agreement. She starts watching Hallmark Christmas movies in July. All the, she, and she records them like crazy all the way through December and beyond almost. And then, But our agreement is I get the football. There so there's a two-week period of time. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? In August, where there's a game on every single day mm -hmm. between college and the pros. Mm -hmm. And I like that's like 
awesome for us. But Pam's found a way to cope with that. I would say cope with it. But <laughs> yeah, that's what Jordan in our wedding vows put that she agreed to while we're married every single year. She'll watch at least three football games with me. Other than that, she'll do her her movies by herself, her read, and I get to watch football. But she's 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 agreed to watch three with me every year. So got that going for me. That is yeah. cool. I, I don't even know if this is worth saying, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there. One of the things that makes it more fun for Pam is when I'll pause for a moment and tell her the story of a player. Oh, uh, like yeah. Tui, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and talk about how Tui, much she yeah, loves yeah. the Lord, you know, and uh, uh, Sawyer's a huge Tui Asasopo fan. Tui Tungvaloa. It's close yeah, enough. There yeah. you go. Not even close. <laughs> so that was like, yeah, I say, I, just, I looked at you like, that wasn't right. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's close enough. I'm not as big a fan as he. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but he loves the Lord, is on fire for Christ, you know, and and led now the Dolphins to uh, two wins, right? Or three. Three and oh now. Yeah, yes, three and oh. Yeah, so pretty good. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about now the reason you guys are here. And both of you are doing ministry uh, to, to students who are, uh, I'm going to say, in their adolescent years uh, with extreme need uh, in their development. Because what happens is it's that time of in, uh, important development uh, for their identity and their intimacy abilities. And yet we're living in a season where they're isolated. Uh, and, you know, um, you guys know that one of the things we know through our study and counseling and stuff is that isolation is actually something that creates mental health crisis. Um, and so in Proverbs 18, one, it says this, he who separates himself or isolates himself seeks his own desire and he quarrels against all sound wisdom, which interestingly, that verse is a warning not to seek it. But the students we're dealing with today is being forced on them. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys seeing in junior high and high school uh, as far as uh, some of the needs that are surfacing when students can't connect? Because you're doing a good job of creating connection. But a lot of students in this area are having a hard time connecting. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're 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 right on it. I mean, this is a super crucial age group that we're both working with and we get to partner together in a lot of ways, but um, Pastor Chris Hodges um, from Church of Islands Birmingham says something um, that really makes sense from this season is that this generation informationally is more connected than ever before, but relationally is more disconnected, meaning they'll go to social media and they have the information and they have everything they need that they think they need right in front of them. But then relationally, the only um, really connections that they were getting I say we're getting was really from their kind of forced interaction in school or maybe with their teams and a close uh, knit group of, of, of friends. Now, most of those things have been taken away from them. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're, they're just as connected to social media, if not even more so, but those relationships that they were having of every single day interacting with people their age and being in person and having conversations and, and really being forced to kind of stretch themselves with their relationships, that's been taken away. And now it is 99% online, everything, even within their own households, a lot of them aren't leaving their bedrooms to be with their family. It's everything is online from their room by themselves. Um, and they're really in need of that interaction of, of being with people of, of seeing what they're going through and being a part of it with them and, and engaging and talking and, um, sad part is they're not getting a lot of that right now. Um, it's all online 
And so for them to be able to come and even just an hour or an hour and a half or two hours once a week with meaningful conversation um, and, and people investing in them is making all of the difference. I even heard just today of uh, some parents who sent their kid to HSM, forced him to go. He did not want to go and finally forced him to go. And they said within about two weeks, just complete and total change in this kid's heart and just the way that he acted. Um, and I haven't even met him yet. I've been wanting to meet him, but it's because of his life group and the kids that he's interacting with and his life group leaders investing in him. Just, you can see with just one or two interactions and nights of engagement, it's, it's changing lives because they need it, but they're not really getting it. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. Yeah, I agree. It kind of forced all of us obviously into isolation. And, uh, one of the very first things that I think about when you bring up this question is a story, in fact, uh, from one of our students. And uh, this person, when COVID first hit, was stuck at home, online, doing whatever, having so much time on their hands. And this person ended up being bored, and they were like, I don't know what to do with myself. And so they started watching stuff on the computer they shouldn't be watching. And um, they, they slipped into old habits that they've had. And the isolation is what got them there, where they weren't able to have these conversations with people. But this one story in particular, this person reached out to a friend, and this friend is also struggling because of isolation. And this friend's like, I, I don't even know if it's worth living anymore. And these uh. two friends ended up finding our YouTube page at junior high, watched our weird videos that we put out, loved it. And then they started attending our junior high ministry. But it was that connection that they had previously in school that brought them together that got them connection to the church. And so I think they, the isolation is forcing them to do things they previously may have done in the past. But we, you know, our hearts are like, we need to get these guys and girls connected so much. So it is that important. Mm -hmm. They need connection, which is why we have services every single week specifically for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that I get really concerned about and you brought up is uh, there there are so many good things online uh, and you guys provide that, you know, HSM and JHM both provide healthy good things, but they're usually a click away on the right from something not good. Um, so I don't know how you guys are, but I've looked over and saw things lining up in the feed and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, I'm not going to click on it, but if, you know, if, if I was uh, in high school or junior, I mean, I've had a couple of my saw, if I was in high school, junior, I would have clicked. It would not have been good. Um, and we won't describe it, but, um, but I think that's even the danger. Like even when we get them to healthy things, there's unhealthy things, a click away or two clicks away that can really be detrimental. And by the way, uh, if you're listening and you don't know this, what happens, especially when it's more pornographic, that actually creates more isolation, not less. Uh, so when someone clicks on that, uh, it has a momentary pleasure that comes, but it creates immense isolation over time, Why is, which is why porn addiction becomes so destructive to people. Uh, and so in times like this, we try to steer kids, we steer everybody away from things that are unhealthy. What difference have you seen made? Uh, you guys haven't been meeting live that long, but we've started live, uh, which I'm so excited we finally have. Uh, and, and what are some of the differences you've noticed as the students are coming on campus to, to be together? 
Yeah, that's really good. I mean, we've seen a huge difference in in building those relationships. And and cool thing about us being able to do in person and online, we'll have students who, for whatever reason it is, maybe don't have a ride or um, have a football schedule or something like that, maybe can't wait make it one week. But because they came the week before and they had their friends and they had a life group leader invest in them, they don't come that week. They have people reaching out to them saying, hey, man, where are you at? How come you couldn't come? Or, or yeah, hey, we miss you. They're watching online. And then after service, they're connecting again. And it's it's those building those relationships. So even when they're unable to be in person, even when it's for us, we meet on Tuesday night. So even when it's a Wednesday or Thursday or Friday and they're at home, they've built up relationships and they have people in life where they're able to stay connected beyond just one night of the week. So it's made a difference in every area of your life, being able to have those people being able to, to not be isolated in every single way and have something to talk about that's life-giving and not, not detrimental to, you know, their identity or their anxiety or whatever it is. So that's been a huge difference. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Sawyer, because one of the things that does help is that you virtual connections, not all bad and, and we're not putting it down. There's a need for that. Um, and, and there's a, um, an area where people, especially the next generation goes, but when they have a real person, they know that they're connecting with online, that makes it more meaningful. And so if we can create those real connections, the weeks they can't be with us, we still can create great connection. So I don't want to act like that can't happen, but there is that need to be in a place where you can actually be in physical proximity. Uh, which you guys are providing mm -hmm. and Steven, what difference have you seen in junior high students? I think one of the biggest differences is like there is nothing to do, right? Like everything's yeah. everything's closed. I can't go to the restaurants. I can't do much at all. And so what I've seen is a whole lot of students who we probably wouldn't be able to reach if it wasn't for coronavirus. And so we're seeing a whole bunch of different students who don't even attend. Their parents don't attend our church, but they're coming weekly because they want to see their friends. And through that, we've seen so much growth and we've seen so many students like growth in their own individual lives where they are coming and they're just showing up, not even knowing why they're showing up. They just want, they're longing for a connection. They're longing for a community. They show up and they hear about Jesus and they're like, huh. And then we hear from parents later on that their lives have been changed all because of the connection, but also the gospel message that they're hearing. So. That's good. That's good. And they're connecting that thing to do to God. Yeah. They're coming for the hangout. They're coming for the people and then they're experiencing God and they're yeah. relating the two all of a sudden. And all of a sudden they think in their minds, they might just be having fun, but really they're also experiencing the love of God. And it's, it's something that, I mean, yes, coronavirus is a bad thing in a lot of ways, but it's been a blessing and has opened the door to a lot of people that we wouldn't have reached without it. So, oh yeah. And it really has, it has opened, uh, and I think it's changed us. You know, we get oh, to new, yeah. new thing. Yeah. It's a new day and we do things in a new way. Um, but one of the things I've been, uh, on campus during a Tuesday night and during a, a Wednesday night, uh, by the way, let me make it super clear. Uh, Tuesday night, seven o'clock HSM on campus here, but also virtually if you're watching anywhere. And if I were a parent, I'd have your, your high school students on there uh jhm wednesday night seven o'clock six 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 o'clock six to seven forty five okay there he goes <laughs> six to seven forty five <laughs> and i have been to it but um but but it, on campus and virtually uh plus a lot of other opportunities that you guys explore with them virtually but um i wanted i want all the parents to know it's a, it, that we have it here but one of the things i've seen is just life and excitement and joy and and the fact you guys have teams of people that help you and then pour in yeah we've used the term life group but I think we ought to tell people what that is. So talk about your life groups. Yeah. 
Life groups are our backbone for sure at junior high. Like mainly the reason students show up is for life groups. And so basically what that is, is we have adult leaders who invest time into meeting these students and they're there every single week. We want them to be the most consistent people in their lives. We understand in middle school, everything's changing on the daily for them and their families, their bodies, everything's changing. And so we want an adult leader or two adult leaders per group to be the most consistent person in their lives. That's when they're going through hardship, they could share with them. When life is going super well, they could be there and do life with them. And so that's essentially what a life group is. And we go and we play games in junior high and we play games with our life groups. Uh, like I lead a boy's seventh grade life group and it is incredible. Um, but also we, we dive deeper and we, we dissect the message that we had just talked about. And so we'll ask questions pertaining to what they're going through um, based off of the message. That's so good. Steve is Steve's an expert in life groups. I'm not so much. I, I mean, in my opinion, if you're trying something new with life groups, get Steve in on it because I, I build a lot of my stuff off of him. But I'm still learning how to do it. Um, we've played around with a couple of different systems because it's really hard to get high school students intentionally connected. They'll come, they'll sit in the back, they'll take notes, and then they'll leave as fast as they can. We got to kind of corral them and say, no, 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 join life groups. And then when finally they commit, um, they're bought in. But that's actually what we're seeing. And you you hit it a lot. Um, it's intentionality. It's influential. Um, pursuit is a big part of it for us. Um, like I mentioned, there will be, you know, we have students that will come one week and they'll love it. And then they won't come two or three weeks, whether it's because they're busy or they don't want to. I don't know what it is. But if they have a leader that they've connected with, that will text them, that will call them, that will text their parent, that will, that will reach out and just say, hey, we've missed you. How you doing? How can I pray for you? That's intentionality that they're not experiencing, honestly, on any other level. Even a lot of these kids, as sad as it say, in their own families. And it is showing that they are cared and loved and they're, they might not open up week one, two, three, four, five, six, but after this leader is continually pursuing them, they're all of a sudden bought in and willing to talk about real problems. And that's what we're seeing. Um, we see way more change in our life groups than in any other aspect of our ministry. And um, I've always said, you know, you probably can't tell me the top 10 messages that you've ever heard, but you can definitely tell me 10 people that have made a huge impact in your life. And that's the case for these students. So that we're, we're trying to plant people in their life that are making a difference. And that's coming through life groups more than anything. Yeah, and I, the whole idea of having real relationships where people are safe and, you know, our goal is that uh, every student, every uh, um, junior high, every high school who comes here knows that they have value. It's a safe place to be. They're not going to be judged. Uh, and, and we can mix. That's what I love about the church. We can mix different groups. Yeah. So you go into school, they tend to go into their group and you come uh, you come here and it's all about Jesus and you just come together. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And it makes them feel known. That's something I also wanted yeah. to say whereas like as we're talking about community as we're talking about connection like the smaller the group is and we try to make sure there's at least seven people in a group sometimes there's bigger groups uh but that's when they open up that's when they get real about the struggles that they have in a smaller setting mm -hmm. um but it also makes them feel known like man this person comes every single week for me and uh, we've seen some incredible growth um in students lives because of that yeah we can't we can't have personal conversations with all 100 to 200 students that we're having every single week we can you know say hi how you doing but it's the one-on-one -on -one conversation or the or the group of five to ten people that they're meeting with every single week that's going to make them feel known feel welcome feel loved you're right that's that's huge yeah genesis uh, chapter 218 uh, god says it is not good for man to be alone or woman to be alone and 
And the whole idea is that we were created on, by God on purpose to be in connection with him. But he made us on purpose so we need others. Uh, by the way, that verse is uh, said before the fall, before Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Paradise, they still needed somebody else. Uh, and so the reality is, is this is the best place to build quality relationships. Uh, I love that idea, to be known and know someone knows who you are and cares about who you are. But also it gives you a chance to start growing uh, in your social makeups, growing uh, uh, in your emotional makeup, uh, because that helps a, a student discover their identity. Without this, they're not going to discover their identity. So, so right now, uh, I want before we close, what are you guys teaching? What's the series you're doing right now? That's good. Tonight, we're closing out our series. We've been in it for seven weeks now, actually. This is the longest series I've ever done, but it's been called Unpopular Opinions, and we're actually talking about some unpopular opinions, some things that maybe the church or students are avoiding. Um, when I met with Dr. Dave a while ago about anxiety, about mental health, he said one of the biggest problems is that a lot of students have questions that aren't getting answered by the church. So we've actually approached some of those topics. And uh, tonight we're actually talking about heaven and hell, which is a very touchy topic with a lot of people. A lot of people like to think, oh, like everyone goes to heaven. And the truth is that's not going to be the case, but we're going to talk about how it is available to everyone. And so that's, that's what we're closing out tonight before Thanksgiving break. Okay. So uh, I recorded a video today. It's going to air next week, uh, but we're talking about God's timing. And um, I'm coming at it from the perspective of the widow who lost her son and the whole idea of what she was going through in that process of like, she just lost her husband, she lost her son, and it could have felt in the moment of, where's God? And the whole intent and the fact that Jesus, the, the miracle happened, I love this story, the miracle happens in Nain. Jesus was in Capernaum right before that. That's 25 miles away. It would have been a day's journey. So the fact that Jesus met this woman as she was leaving the city, not a minute early or a minute late, but right on time, the miracle happened. And so uh, just talking about God's timing and how it's perfect, even when we can't see it with this whole coronavirus and just understanding that no matter what we're praying for, just know it's on God's timing, not our own clock. That'll preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, that. <laughs> I love that. So here's the thing, though, because I know people are watching at different times. Let's go ahead and talk about what's coming up that you're going to be teaching on. So you're closing out tonight. You did that message and it's ready. What's coming in the coming weeks that we would be uh, telling all our junior high students, our high school students to come to? Starting December, we're talking about who God is going into the season. Where we're celebrating Jesus, the son of God, Jesus Christ. Um, a lot of students have a misconception about who God is. They don't really. It's it's this dude sitting in a big chair with a lightning bolt or it's it's you know a baby in a manger and so we're gonna we're gonna talk for three weeks in December about who God is who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is okay perfect that's good actually we're talking about how to connect with God um and more importantly who God is first because you need to know who he is in order to connect with him um but then ways to connect with him and worship and, and all that especially with um just seeing our students they went from being locked in their house and not having worship for a lot of, you know, worship through song for a lot of months and then coming back. Uh, we really want to teach them that God is for them every single day. It doesn't matter what their situation looks like. Um, so we're going to be talking about who God is and how to connect with him. 
That is good. That is really, really good. So by the way, if you're a parent out there watching, I want to tell you more than ever, you've got to, you've got to uh, make sure your uh, junior high students, your high school students are a part of this amazing, life-changing ministry that these men laid out on. And I want to tell you, they need it. Uh, it's not a question of, you know, is it something good for them to go to? It's a need and necessity in their life that they have quality relationships and a place they're safe, uh, not to be judged, but to be themselves, to ask those questions uh, that, you know, sometimes it's not easy to ask, but we love it when they ask those questions. And so we want them to be free to do that. So I want to just say more than ever, if I had a junior high student, man, I would want Stephen pouring into them and even more his wife, Jessica. <laughs> and if I had a high school student, I want Sawyer pouring into him and just a more uh, Jordan. Uh, but I, I would want them to come and experience community, experience love, experience joy, be able to be themselves, uh, what they were made to be and who they were made to be in this season. So more than ever do that. Now, if you're saying, well, wait a minute, I don't have a junior high student or a high school student. You know what you have? You have an ability to pray. I would love for you to pray every Tuesday night at six o'clock. I'd pray right at six o'clock for Stephen and his team to be used by God in a powerful way. And then on, on um, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night, Switch Wednesday up, yeah. night at 6 p.m. And you should have interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for you Stephen. Uh, and uh, so Wednesday at 6 p.m., pray for Stephen and his team. Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Sawyer and his team. And, and pray, pray, pray that God uses these men to touch lives to reach the next generation to see transformation occur thanks guys for being here and for all of you who are on thank you and also don't forget to go to itunes spotify download fern <laughs> download f-e-r-n gotta do it god bless you guys and have a great day